So that's really the focus of. Uh, oh my God! You were expecting something else, but I didn't deliver it. Oh my goodness! Oh my you goodness. undercut my expectations. Oh, that's just what I live for. Um, so Netflix generally has a pretty good track record, I think, in mm. terms of it didn't make this film, but it distributed it, and I feel like they've got a pretty good. Um, Good handle on making some some pretty decent films. I don't often spend a ton of money on them, no. but they're pretty good at kind of uh, developing these slightly smaller scale um, stories. stories. Um, uh, and so we saw on Netflix the Meyerowitz. What's it even called? Meyerowitz. Meyerowitz stories. Parentheses new and selected, and you just thought, boy, howdy. A, uh, a film with a name that complicated can't fail to be good. Right? Right? Um, so we gave it a watch. This is uh, something that you can watch on Netflix right now if you have Netflix in America. I don't know what it's like in the UK. I don't either. I don't know whether it is. Um, but whilst I found that out, Tiffany B. Yes. And thank you for joining me Welcome. today. Welcome. Um, what's this film about? This film is about uh, a family. Oh, yeah. Um, a, an older man who's had three kids um, by two different women and had four marriages yeah. in his life. He's an artist, a sculpturist? Sculptor. Sculptor. <laughs> that makes more sense. Sculpturist. Well, hmm? I don't know. I was on the spot. Give me a break. Um, I'll give you a break. I'll break your leg. Continue. That's documented, that. <laughs> I'm going to use that in the case against you. Um, and, yeah, so he... I don't know, I guess it's just like his son, his one of his sons visiting him, and then he gets ill, and then it's like the, the three siblings kind of coming back together, yeah. talking to each other. You know, so two of them have kind of stayed in New York, and one of them is kind of more bit of a big shot financially successful out in LA, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, the father's uh, illness kind of uh, brings them back together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and hijinks ensues. That's it. Absolutely, um, it is on uh, Netflix in the UK. Good. So all of you UK people, you can watch also it known well. as. Britons, Britons, Britishians, Britishians. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can watch it, um, but if you're not quite sure, do I want to watch this? Why don't you just listen to to these little spoiler-free producers pitches? Tiffany B, what have you got? 
Um, my producer's pitch is this film is like 20th century women. Interesting. Meets everybody's fine. Oh, that's a very good shout. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Explain. So explain yourself. Everybody's fine is also about a dad and his kids, although yeah. the relationship is slightly different, but there is definitely like things to work through. There's tensions. Yeah, history of like you know, not great relationships and That's a fun f- I mean not a fun film, but it's a good film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Um yeah, and yeah, it's about the kids and their dad and kind of like when their dad's getting older kind mm-hmm. of coming together more and I don't know what reconciling or addressing their relationship their familial relationship yeah um yeah with Robert De Niro Mm -hmm. this is with Dustin Hoffman the Hoff uh very kind of similar though in this kind of older man I mean they don't necessarily like I feel like in everybody's fine it's more like him trying to reach out to his kids yeah Whereas this one, it's a little bit more the other way around. Yeah. But it feels like a similar mm-hmm. kind of family dispersed around the country and then yeah. coming back together. Nice. Um, and then... What about the other one? Every uh, 20th century women. Yeah. Because I felt like it had a very similar style in that it's got a little bit of kind of narrative to it, but it's very loose. It's very meandery. Yeah. And it has like a focus on dialogue um, and character over plot. It's a loose mm-hmm. plot, but, yeah. And it I is don't very know. much a Noah Baumbach film. Yeah. Who's also produced uh, or directed uh, Francis Ha, um, Greenberg, While We Young. But, yeah, it's very much a Noah Baumbach film in that it's, yeah, it's very kind of low-key... Very just kind of, you know, people talking in various rooms. Yeah. And there's, you know... I feel like you get to know the characters just through kind of the time that you spend with them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What what was yours? What were your producers? Uh, My producer's pitch was, it's like Greenberg, which is kind of a cop-out. cop-out. It's like Greenberg meets the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one as well. The Royal Tenenbaums again has a you know a strange children coming back um, because of a, um, a a father who could be described as an asshole. Yeah. Um, one of them's Ben Stiller. Yep. So we've got that connection already. There we go. We can draw a very solid line between those two films. Um, but yeah, but also in some of the ways that it was shot, I think this more than any other Baumbach film that I've seen um, there were certain parts of it that were shot in kind of an interesting way mm. in a kind of Wes Anderson-y kind of way mm. like I mentioned to you there's a, a cut I mean not it, it doesn't overdo it but there's a couple of like zooms yeah. in here and I feel like Wes Anderson is the only other director I know that really uses zooms these days yeah. it's kind because of, it's kind of seen as quite a kind of cheesy thing mm. You know, you you think back to kind of spaghetti westerns and stuff with the kind of zooming in on the face and yeah. oh, zooming in on the clock and zooming in on the whatever. 
And so I think these days, if it's not cheesy, then it's just kind of quirky. Yeah. Totes quirky. Uh, and lots of kind of uh, lateral movement, camera movement as well, um, which is obviously sure. a, a, a hallmark of Wes Anderson films. I mean, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and so that's, yeah, and so that's the kind of the messy family dynamic as well. And Greenberg, because, as, yeah, as much as, you know, it is a bit of a cop-out, I do feel like he, you know, um, his films are kind of a bit of a, you know, a genre unto themselves a little bit. Yeah, well, like it's the, good to like. I think the it does give a good sense of the film if yeah. you if you have a director who is has a very particular style. Yeah, of yeah, it's all just it's kind of just a series of things happening. It's not really your kind of first act, second act, third act kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, and so if you like that, then this is great. And if you will be right up your street, find it to be maddening then maybe give it a miss. Yeah. Would you generally recommend this film? Yes, I would, yes. I do think it's a particular type of people, though. Yeah. So I would kind of caution with, if you like Wes Anderson-type films. Sure. Slower-paced-type films. Although it's not quite as quirky as a Wes Anderson. No, that's why I say type. Sure. Then, <laughs> then you might like it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think if somebody's used to different types of films or, you know, their preference is certain types of films, they might not like it as much. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you've got a, um, if you can be quite impatient with films, and I think I can be to a degree mm. quite impatient. Um, but yeah, if, if you require things to be happening all the time, not necessarily big things, but if you require things to be happening all the time, mm. then this might seem a little overly languid yeah to you a little bit um yeah it takes its time too much yeah um but if you can get past that there's some uh wonderful dialogue in it wonderful performances it's got a great cast dustin hoffman adam sandler who's good in this so don't you know it's not this isn't grown-ups adam sandler this is uh remember me adam sandler this is I mean, I would say Punch Drunk Love, but I didn't really like that. But everybody always cites that as like, oh, that's a good Adam Sandler performance, though. Oh, he's really good in that. Um, yeah, Ben Stiller, very good. Um, what was her name? The thingy, the sister was very good. And I, I recognised her. Marvel. Elizabeth Marvel. I feel like she's just one of those actresses that just shows up in a lot of these kind of slightly outre films. Mm. And she's uh, always a delight. Um, Emma Thompson mm-hmm. uh, is knocking around. So, yeah, a fantastic cast. Yeah. Um, some lovely dialogue. A great little kind of portrait of family life, sometimes strained family life. But mm. if you're uh, plot hungry, you might find it a little bit, you know, whatever. But as it's Netflix, it's, you know, just chuck it on. It's an easy two-hour watch. Mm. Yeah, nice. And that concludes our spoiler-free review of... The Meyerowitz, Meyerowitz, Meyerowitz stories. Oh Christ, what is it called? Meyerowitz stories. Parentheses, new and selected. Don't let that name put you off, because it makes it sound rubbish. But it's actually good. Um, yeah, and if you're interested in our uh, spoiler-filled review, then just just stay listening. You have to do literally nothing. 
We're just about to spoil this film So I'm telling you it won't be groovy If you listen any further When I watch in the movie It's spoilers! So we're into the spoiler review um, As ever As ever uh, we shall be delving into the all the nooks and the crannies and the crooks and the nannies of this film uh, using our patented five-point rating system. Um, it will give us a review score from zero out of five to five out of five. Um, Tiffany B. Give us a point where we are. Oh, give us a point where we are. Um, well, you've kind of already covered it. You keep doing this, I might say. Might you? I might. Well, I look forward to t- <laughs> you deciding whether you're going to say it or not. Yes. Well. Yes. Um. Um. One positive point that I had was the cast. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. There was a very good cast, and they were all very good at being good. So at portraying good. the characters they were employed to portray. How did they know what to say? <laughs> the words are written in the script. How did they know where to stand? People told them. <laughs> <laughs> You're a donut. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I thought they were all very good. Yeah. Um, really kind of without exception. Mm. Um, I always love Emma Thompson, although she has a small part. She's, a, she's just such a... Such a good... She's such a magnetic character. She's got that charisma. Yeah, you just kind of are drawn to her. Yeah. Um, and she was very good at being that kind of hippie. Yeah. Um, a mother type. Yeah. Off but, her face. Yeah, all the time. kind of a little bit. Um, yeah, hippie in yeah. that kind of seventies way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, she was very good. Um, Dustin Hoffman, I thought was very good. He was the he was the MVP for me. Yeah, just really. Yeah, su- like such a character, like yeah. such a, a a not like you know he wears ties with cartoon characters. Yeah, but there's such a I don't know. You just believed him all the way through. Yeah, he was like he was a character. Yeah, he had found that character, and that was who. He yeah, was. there wasn't like a I don't know. Yeah, very good. Um. And I thought, I thought, um, what was her name? Elizabeth Marvel, Marvel was also very Did good. Did you think she was a bloody Marvel? I thought she was marvellous. Uh, um, and the daughter as well. Yeah. Um, and Ben Stiller and uh, Adam Sander were good. Grace Van Patten played the daughter. Yes, her as well. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought the cast was very good. And I think a film like this... It needs a very good cast because it, it it would it could become quite slow if yeah. not for someone uh, for a good cast kind of keeping it ticking over in the right way. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, that was my first point. Yeah, I have to agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I thought it's arguably the best performance I've ever seen Ben Stiller give. Really. Well, because normally he's you know he's in his comedies and he's very good in the yeah. comedies and it's I mean that maybe that's wrong but the best dramatic. Okay. You know, because I try not to kind of subscribe to the, if you're in a comedy, it's not good acting. Um, but yeah, I feel like he was really good in this. Yeah. Um, really kind of believable and kind of yeah. n- n- in one of those tough roles where it's like you're not, he's kind of, well, one of the leads, I suppose, but he's not 
a universally like he's not the good guy. No. Like sometimes no. he's being tough and sometimes he's, you know, doing things that aren't particularly popular and, and yeah. I think he yeah, kind of kept empathy all the way through. Yeah. Which I thought was really good. Um but yeah, Dustin Hoffman was really good. Mm. Really like Yeah. So you could yeah, you kind of feel like you really knew him. Yeah. Like and I think that's yeah, I think that's the mark of it, isn't it? When yeah. it's you, you get a character that you could kind of come up with a whole different scenario and you're like, Oh, I bet I know how he's gonna react to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, but I yeah, the cast was one for me as well. I think it'd be difficult to to, to not, not have it. Yeah. Because yeah. it is, yeah, like you say, in these kind of films where not a lot happens, that's that's what you're showing yeah, up to that's see. That's what's keeping you yeah. interested. Um yeah, so yeah, I thought they were all yeah, they were all very good and they all played their part very believably. Mm. Um so yeah. What was your other what was, give us another point? Um uh, I, I kind of uh, covered it a little bit in the um spoiler free section. Um but I thought it was uh, interestingly shot. Um oh, yeah. in certain parts. It mm-hmm. didn't go uh, over the top so I feel like yeah, his his films um the films that I've seen before of his have they're not films that you kind of watch and go, Oh, that was shot really well. Mm. Like they're not they're much more I mean, not even story driven, but they're kind of performance driven and they're kind of emotionally driven, character driven. Um and the way that they're shot is not necess- you know, it doesn't have that kind of bravura um quality in the way that some other um, filmmakers do which is good because then it it feels like you know kind of seeing a filmmaker kind of progress and and evolve and and you know start to um you know maybe he's more comfortable in the kind of performance side of things he's like right well i've got that sorted so mm-hmm. let's push the boundaries a little bit let's if i was trying to do this in a slightly more interesting way how could i do that yeah like when uh they're chasing after the guy with the jacket and there was that big kind of around the corner oh, thing yeah. and the kind of lateral kind of um movement there and yeah kind of going there and then it follows Ben Stiller back and he's seen Dustin Hoffman and then he follows him back just little things like that could have been shot in a different way could have been yeah. shot in a more um I don't know I don't want to say documentary-ish kind of way but in that kind of well I'm just going to point a camera at the things that are happening yeah. kind of way which I feel is how it's kind of been in previous films um, yeah so I appreciated that there were you know some slightly different slightly different ways of doing things cool it was nice good yeah um, what have you got um, I had um, so there's a couple of points I guess that I have that are kind of overlapping but um I had the the slow pacing and dialogue as kind of really one point, um, which I think go hand in hand in the sense that you get a lot more time for dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I do find that I actually really like those kind of films that, yeah. that allow that, like, they're not in a rush to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to tell you too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, uh, you know, beholden to this scene needs to get across this point. Yeah, and and I'm sure they are to some extent. Mm. Like each scene, I'm sure is is there for a purpose, and 
but it, I just think it gives it a lot more time to like breathe and get to know characters and mm. you know like you say like you get to know what a character is like generally yeah and so therefore how they will react to different things mm. um and that's what I really liked about 20th century women yeah. and that's what I really liked about this film as well was um that the pacing meant that you've got a lot of time with characters yeah um and I just think yeah you just get to know them a lot more um and it's much more it, it feels somewhat more like intimate I think yeah that you're just kind of watching them mm. have a conversation yeah you know and there's people coming in and out of the room and things are changing and I don't know, it's just, yeah, I always kind of appreciate that, obviously, provided you've got a good cast, but this did, so, yeah, um, yeah, I like that. And I also thought that a lot of the dialogue was very interesting or, you know, mm. played very interestingly. Um, so, yeah, I liked that. I liked that. I wasn't, it wasn't a kind of film that I have to be like, right, I need to watch this because if I leave the room for a moment, then <laughs> I don't know what's happening yeah. or... I've missed something integral or yeah. whatever. Um, spectacular. Mm. Oh, I like this kind of film sometimes. Just a quiet kind of reflection. Yeah. So that's my point. Nice. Yeah, uh, dialogue was one, uh, one of my points as well. Mm. Um, I thought the yeah, the, both in terms of the style of it, like there were several conversations we were really cracking up at the scene inside the restaurant where Dustin Hoffman and Ben Stiller are trying to have lunch. Yeah. And they're both just saying things. Yeah. Like they're not having I a conversation at all. It's just Dustin Hoffman wants to talk about one thing, Ben Stiller wants to talk about something else, and there's no they're conversation. Both just talking yeah, about those things. I'm just going to say my things. And, um, and I feel like that's something that is that happens a lot. It's very kind of realistic. Mm, yeah. Especially in kind of families and stuff where there's a perhaps a sense of uh, duty yeah. um, in terms of spending time with each other. And it's not necessarily I'm spending time with you right now because there's no one else I'd rather spend time with. Yeah. Um, that that, yeah, can end up being like, well, I just want to tell you this information and you just want to tell me that information. I thought that was really good. And there were a couple of yeah. instances where that was happening. Like with them, that was really good there seen in the hospital where Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler are talking yeah. about his company. Yeah. And Adam Sandler's like, no, 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 yeah, I know, because this. And he's like, well, no, not really. And he's like, no, I mean that, but the, the thing. Yeah. And it's it was really, I think, telling of two people trying to have a normal conversation who really haven't spoken that, like, they don't yeah. know that much and about each other. don't have much in common. Don't have much in common, yeah. yeah. I thought that was really clever. Um, and then just the actual dialogue as well. There were some mm. really, really nice lines in mm. there. I kind of um, summed it up like uh, when after they smashed that old guy's car up, um, mm. which was funny, uh, and telling the sister that they think, that, you know, that they thought that she'd be happy with it and that could, you know, <laughs> she's like, that's not going to make me happy. <laughs> and son was like, well, you want to take a swing? She's like, I could smash up every car in this park and burn this hospital to the ground and it wouldn't unfuck me up. I thought, oh, that's quite nice. Um, and uh, there's one that I wrote down. Um, uh, and Adam Sandler said, I wish he'd do something specific and terrible to me so that I could be angry with him. But it's just a drip, drip, drip of little things every day. 
Yeah. I thought that's a that's a really that's nice. That's a very family thing. Yeah, yeah. Just that kind of you you start explaining it to people, and they're like, and they're "That's like, not that bad." Come on, you're yeah. being petty. You're like, no, it's like it's like yeah. millions of little things, yeah. doesn't it? You know. Um, yeah. So I th- I thought the dialogue um, all round was was really good, which is good because I I, I feel like in previous films and not so much in the last film that he watched and I'm going to reference that a little bit later but uh, that he made but in like Francis Ha I didn't really like that because it a lot of things felt very improvised oh, which is fine to much. a degree but then you kind of you lose that dialogue everything's a bit of a kind of just a noise yeah um, and it gets the point across and you get that performance but in terms of I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of dialogue, so maybe I'm yeah. kind of biased against it. But um, I felt like this, yeah, felt very written. You could tell that because there were some really nice mm. lines in there. And a lot of Dustin Hoffman's dialogue. Mm. All his kind of highfalutin talking about his art and other people's art and stuff. I thought it was, um, yeah. I, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting and really nice. Mm. Really kind of caught your ear and kind of carried you along. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think um I my point I think is somewhat similar to yours. Um which was that I really liked the humor mixed in with pathos. Yeah. Because I do think this film had the potential to be pretty depressing. Yeah. Um you know because they're all kind of dealing with their own stuff. Mm-hmm. They're all a little bit like dysfunctional, mm. uh, unhappy. Yeah. Uh damaged in their own ways and when you seriously meditate on something like that it can be quite yeah depressing i guess um and yeah i liked that it a didn't make it too depressing but that b it didn't shy away from that too much yeah you know and so there was a really nice mixture of humor and pathos that made it seem very realistic you know like I just think it's that kind of thing when in real life you're trying to have a serious moment and it never works out exactly how yeah. you think it's going to. Or mm. do you, you know, and humour kind of accidentally creeps its way into your life like someone trips over or something silly happens yeah. or you, you know, embarrass yourself or say the wrong thing or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, and I was thinking that restaurant scene exactly as well because it's this kind of great scene where you see... Yeah, these kind of two people who, you know, in any other way would never spend time to with each other. Yeah. And they're both being very selfish and sensitive and in their own ways. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's just, I think um, Dustin Hoffman is hilarious in that scene. Yeah. Where he's like, what does he say? He says he's... he's so brazen. Brazen, yeah. So brazen. So brazen. Um, just putting put his drink on, on the yeah. table and his... Like and you and could just ketchup. see him really like it's really getting to him. <laughs> and um, then he puts his scarf down there and he's like, I'm gonna punch him in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> there were quite a few moments like that where it was like, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. Or I'm gonna like I don't know, little outbursts. Yeah. Well, a lot of outbursts actually. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, they're pretty funny. Yeah. And uh, I think that was needed because mm. you do have to laugh sometimes. Things can be so, you know, sad. Yeah. Um, that you have to laugh and I thought it did a very good job of bringing in humour naturally not yeah. too kind of forcing it yeah mm. um, 
finding the natural humour in life. Yeah. Even sad parts of life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, um, yeah, very realistic in that way. In that, yeah, like you say, in the way of, like, real life, you just kind of get those, to, it's, you know, you're rarely in a situation like, this is just hilarious or this mm. is just terrible. And it all kind of dovetails together. But then that also, Aww. that realism yes, uh, also leads to, and this is a point that I probably could have guessed that I was going to make before I saw the film, Yeah, very meandering. Mm. Um, and whilst I get that that's kind of the point, mm. um, and it is very realistic because it's like, yeah, but life doesn't unfold in a... Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but this isn't a documentary. Like, you're making a film and you can choose what happens. Like, nothing will happen without you deliberately choosing to make it so. Um, and so yeah, this it, is a bad point. So this is a negative, yeah. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I just think, like, there are points that it, yeah, it just kind of ends up taking me out of it. And I'm just like, what What am I watching here? What's happening here? What, what are we you're doing? You're such a... Um student of film I think in that sense maybe you often ask yourself those kind of questions and it's natural of course because you've studied it a lot Mm. but I think I don't ask that question as much you know like whereas you are very like what is the purpose of this scene yeah why are we here yeah Um, and I think they're fair questions but I just I think they they bother you a lot more yeah than they do me yeah like I say I think is yeah that kind of maybe uh impatience with films, yeah, I kind of have, a, and it's yeah, it's maybe it's maybe a maybe a flaw. Maybe I should just be kind of able to oh, I think let it's films just, a just happen a bit more. But yeah, it's it's um, I just kind of feel like, well, just get where you're going. Yes, you're it's going. funny because I feel like I made the exact opposite <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, I like that it just yeah, um, but I'm yeah, I'm just a bit more. You need forward trajectory in your films, kind of yeah. And I, I like having the little kind of diversions in that, mm. but there's still, I think, a sense with me of, like, even if it's, a, like, I need to know that something is a diversion from this main thing that we're doing. What's this the story of? Yeah. This is the story of blah, blah, blah. Because, like, it's kind of about Dustin Hoffman's brain thing and him being ill, but that doesn't happen until, like, halfway mm. into the film. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, it was just, uh... Not your style, Not really, not really, but, um, and it's not a terrible thing, it didn't really take me out of it entirely, but just a couple of points, I was like, okay, let's Mm. just, let's just tighten up that little thing a little bit. Sure. Um, which also, my two negative points are kind of linked, Okay. so I'm just going to roll into it. Come on then. Um, these films where it's it's not really one self-contained story; it's more just a kind of a series of things happening. Yes. Um, Clue was in the title for that, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's just a series of stories. Uh, I think that's fine to a degree, even though I just made the point that it isn't. But I I feel like that's I have liked films that Do are that. just kind of like that. But the problem and the thing that is very difficult for those kind of films to stick is the ending. Mm. Because when it's just a series of things happening, if you're not building up to something, yeah, then it will just stop. 
yeah. the, the events will just stop happening and then the credits happen and you're like, oh, right, I, I, sure, okay, fine. Um, and I've definitely felt like that with this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like there was the bit with the Adam Sandler, he's throwing down the thing and whatnot. I don't really understand that. Throwing down the what thing? The cookies. Kind of just got pissed off with him. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to look after you. Yeah. And there was something that like pushed his button. Yeah. His final kind of straw. Mm. And then there was that weird thing of like zooming in while he's saying those things. Oh yeah, that was very strange. Yeah. Which I thought was maybe a bit, bit too much. All right, Noah. It's just, you know, let's just say a thing. Um, (laughs) And then yeah, her the daughter finding his art in that museum, Mm. and then it just finishes. Well, I guess it's about that I saw as being like her resurrecting his legacy, right? The granddad's legacy, finding his art. I think that's that's what it represents. Because she's been a filmmaker with her booby films. Yeah, which was strange. Just really weird. And everyone's Um, like, oh my God, she's really good. I'm like, this is, I don't know if the point is that it's supposed to be dog shit and they're just, but it's terrible. uh, I don't know. Um, what, yeah, what's funny about your point is, again, I have the exact opposite one. Um, <laughs> I fucking <laughs> love the ending. No, I had, yeah, I do have the ending as a pro because I liked that it wasn't a complete resolution. I really hate when you've gone to, to the efforts that this film has and others do as well mm-hmm. to create like realistic family dynamics mm. that when, at the end, you suddenly say, and now they're all best friends. Like, yeah. you know, he's... Uh, then I don't like it. But I feel like this didn't do that, really. Mm. You feel like there's still... You know, there's progression, but there's still dysfunction mm. at their heart. And they're not going to... At their core. And they're not... It's not going to change. Mm. Like, he's not going to change. The dad is not going to change yeah. at all. Um, and so you have some kind of resolution or you have some progression in that... Um, Adam Sandler is like, no, I'm going to go do my own thing. Mm. So he's changing his behaviour a bit. You know, him and Ben Stiller are creating a bit more of a bond and making more effort with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and the daughter is kind of... Uh, the the granddaughter or the daughter is, you know, taking kind of a responsible role in what to do with the granddad's legacy. Yeah. So I think the kids are too intrinsically involved or whatever anyway I just liked that it wasn't like you know I love you dad and let's be friends forever yeah because that can happen in those kind of films you know or they have like a special moment with the crazy stepmom but they don't have that and I like that it's like I don't know I find some kind of positivity in it's not perfect but it's a bit better yeah. Like, life isn't perfect, and things aren't going to tie themselves in a neat bow. But, you know, you find happiness in small things, and you make small changes that impact your life. Yeah. So, I don't know. I liked it. I liked the ending. Fair enough. Um, and then I have one more point, which was a negative, um, which was... I thought it was a bit... Well, A, I, I started this point being, like, weird sex scenes thing. Yeah. Um, with the daughter, but then I it kind of expanded into like I thought it was a bit of a shame that the female characters really got no airing in this. Yeah, 
and they were all pretty good. Yeah. And so I get it, like, it's not a story about all of them, but I felt like it was a story about the children. Yeah. And she, Jean, she the assistant, didn't yeah. really get very much of a story. No. Or an opportunity for her story to be told. Um, so I thought that was a bit of a shame, because I thought it yeah. should be about all of the children. The big confrontation was... Yeah. Stiller and St- yeah. Standler having a, yeah. having a Barney on the lawn. Which is fine, like, they can have their moment and whatever, but... Mm. I don't know, I just thought she only got that one story about being flashed, or what do you call that? I don't know. I don't know, Weinsteined, I think. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) When I was younger, I was Weinsteined. Oh, stop it. Um, Yeah, whatever you call it, like flashed, harassed, I don't really know, I'm sure there's a word, but horrific Mm. experience. Yeah. yeah, which, I don't know, just like, I get that they're all victims and whatever, but her one is just, like, her, she's defined by that, and then the girl, the younger girl, is defined by sexuality as well, mm-hmm. and I think that's a little bit of a shame. Um, and because, the stepmom is defined by alcoholism. Yeah, I mean, I can get with her, not so much, and yeah. even the granddaughter, not so much, but I I thought it was a bit of a shame that the um, Elizabeth Marvel didn't get a bit more time yeah. to tell her experience. And she alludes to it when she's like, I'm really fucked up. And, you know, mm. but she and she says, like, you guys have no idea what it's like to be me and this yeah. family. And I think, well, no, yeah, neither do I. Because <laughs> nobody's told me, like, yeah. you haven't had, you know. Yeah. And so I thought it was a bit of a shame. Um, yeah, and I'm I'd not blaming it entirely on sexism. But... Uh, I do think that equal weight should have been given to all three of the children. And if the, the remaining child had been a male, I would have been equally as yeah. upset that I didn't get to hear that story. Yeah. Because I just think it's important Yeah. overall. But I do also think there was an element of, well, she was flashed when she was younger and so she's fucked up. That's yeah. her story. And then the granddaughter is exploring her sexuality. That's her story. Yeah. You know, just a little bit brushed under the carpet. And I didn't really get, like... Well documented, my aversion to movie nudity. Boobies. Boobies. Like, just keep it to porn, you know? Just keep it to porn, then everybody knows where everybody's standing. Um, but, and you're often better at understanding things than I am in films. So why do you think all of her films had to be so sex-based? I don't really know, to be honest. I don't. I think maybe there was an implication that she was a very um, brave and raw artist. Yeah. And so nudity and sexuality it are quite uh, daring, kind of brave subjects to address, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the point was, like, this is kind of really out there. Yeah. And or, like, because he says, doesn't he, I think... Uh, Ben Stiller says, we don't know if he's any good because we are too close to him. We were brainwashed. Yeah. And so part of me is like, is that a hint that actually he wasn't a very good artist and that this daughter isn't a very good artist either? Yeah. But that they all congratulate her and support her because yeah. they have like, you know, a, they're too close to her to yeah. really be able to determine whether the art is any good or not. Yeah. Um. But I don't know if that's just me reading into the fact that I thought it was terrible. But I think that's fine. Like, yeah. that I can understand, and that I like that makes sense. But then why it's, again, for me, is like, could you have had it 
not be as sexual and it still had the same impact? I don't know. Maybe it was a thing about how accepting they would be. You know, like if you think about if you're a dad and you see your daughter half naked in a in a sex based film, you'd probably be most people would be quite shocked and like, you know, upset about it. Yeah. So maybe it's like a comment of this is how crazy or, you know, out there what she's doing is. Mm. And he's still kind of like, yep, absolutely, this is great. Yeah. I don't know. How supportive he is as a dad. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I felt a little bit exploity to me. Really? Yeah, I just think, like, there's an attractive young woman in a film and then get the boobs out and... I don't know. I just don't see the point. Really. Yeah. No, I definitely I agree. It could have um, been without it for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it for me. Were those all your points? Those are all my points. Yes. Plus so, cast. Plus interestingly shot. Um, and edited as well. I'll put that in. Like there were lots of nice little cutting off. Oh yeah, there was funny. Yeah, which like that. is always. Always something that's Enjoyable. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, dialogue, great. Ending, not so great. And meandering, not so great. Cool. Yeah. So three. For me, it was a three. For me, it was a four. Oh, okay. So you thought it was very good. Yes. Nice. It's kind of up my street, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I liked it. See, the reason I thought it was a strong three, I was I was torn between a three and a four. Yeah. And for me, and I'm glad when I looked up on IMDb. Mm. Um, the thing it showed me that I'd given while we're young his 2014 effort I gave an 8 and so I was comfortable giving this a uh, a 7 or whatever okay. um, because I thought while we're young had a lot of the really funny stuff in it you, I didn't watch that with you did I? No. really funny um, lots of kind of awkward interesting character based kind of situations Um but it was kind of, I feel like that was hung together with much more of a plot. Mm. Okay. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, he this got he got the good. balance better with yeah. that one than he did with this one. Um, so, yeah, for me it was a three. A strong okay. three. Cool. But a three nonetheless. So that is our um, uh, spoiler-filled uh, review of... Um, oh, what's it fucking called? The Merowitz Stories. Parentheses. New and selected. Ah, well done. Um, yeah, and it was a thumbs up? Yes, indeed. Yeah. My thumb is up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That was probably featured in one of that girl's films. <gasps> thumb up. If, if I had uh, some parents like Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson, I mean, I'd still love them, even if they were... As Crazy. awful as they were in this film. Yeah. <laughs> because it's Emma Thompson and Dustin Hoffman, guys. Jeez. Deal with it. Deal with it. Kiss! <laughs>